Previously, our Sigma Male Diaries, Part 1. Wanted to have a kid and didn't want to work after that. Um, mm. I definitely don't fit in that bracket. The concept of a high-value man is to shoulder and is to carry the brunt and to be the Financially, general. I do feel that way. I feel that the concept of I want a person who makes X to I want to be in a partnership where we can make X. Well, this is where the conversation gets into... I didn't make this is what I'm responding to the market. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here go part two concept of a high value man. Let's go. Let's go. If you had to look at the sample size of women who are marrying age would want to stay at home dad. I'm not sure, but about that, because there's still a lot of emasculation and we still have an issue with our definition of masculinity and women still have to get over that. There's still a lot of work to do with women asking for men to be one thing and then putting themselves in a position to be good recipients of that, a la vulnerability. So I would flip the question and say, how many women want to stop working after having a child? How many women want to make massive sacrifices to their career as a result of having a family versus how many women want to integrate and do both? Well, most women don't have careers, they have jobs. Yeah. Most people don't have careers, they have jobs. So, again, I think we're talking about... But I think people have visions. I think people have passions. I think that's what we do have now is even if you are in a job, you have a passion for or pursuit for a career. That's not... Well... I, I just said this thing anecdotally. I would have to see stats, but I reflectively don't relate to the woman who's not interested in her personal footprint and legacy. And I don't know a lot of women whose aspiration is to have children and have a man look after her. I'm not, then, I'm not saying that they want to do that. I'm just looking, like I said, this is where I pull in the stats, the numbers. 50%, 74% of our women are making less than 50,000. So whatever a career is, where the rubber meets the road, a family still has to be raised. Yes. So in the, in the United States, 20 to 30% of people are business owners. So that means 70 to 80% have jobs. Aspirations are not, but one of the biggest reasons why so many women can't quit in this great resignation is because they don't have partners in which to do anything. So it's about choice. When Now, this is where I think um, a lot of people almost come in line saying high-value men because we're almost having a, what many people consider an elite conversation. Uh, and we're talking about people with college degrees and businesses, this and that, and that's not the majority of folks. So um, the bigger question, I think, is for the people who don't have those choices, we're starting to see a decline in the middle class where I, I, will, I will ask women, okay, if you can't have a high-value man, okay, and you are, and you will give you, and a woman as yourself, you would say you're an average earner, you have a college degree, and you have average everything, okay? But could you be with an average man and work with him and be his wife and y'all have your kids and family? And every time I, I'm not going to say why, when I talk to women, 90 plus percent of the time, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. If I got to do all that, I'll be by myself. So what are we telling men that? It's also the way that you positioned it. If you positioned it now, you're with a partner who gives you space to pursue because they're taking care of the home. You're with a partner who is Who's supportive of, of you. The, your partner is. That they're you're, both working. 
But if your partner's taking on the brunt of, because maybe you have a passion project. So we're saying what's important to you as an individual will be amplified within this relationship. It's going to alleviate pressure for you. There's person's going to be supportive of you. Maybe they'll work for you part-time that. So I think if the notion is, well, you what have I'm to saying do is both this, of these people are working. They don't have, see, I, we're still going to their work. For, I'm talking about coming from Oklahoma where you work at the plant. I, I think I've the way that I heard it, let me just interpret it back to you and see if I misunderstood. But it sounded as if, well, if you have to take on the financial responsibility and if you're the person who is in the lead and you have to make all the decisions and you're with somebody who has a trade who's making less, is that a relationship that you want? No, no. What I'm saying is you're you're a teacher. You're making 50000 He's a plumber. He's making 50000 Okay? You're able to live your life and take care of yourself. And he's able to live his life, take care of himself. Could you be together and have a, a family? If you still got to live your life, you still got to work. And even if you have children, you still got to work. He still has to work. You get FMLA, the 13 weeks off, and then you guys do whatever you do. You you work it out like most middle-class people. And overwhelmingly, uh, women say, no, if I have to work as hard or harder when I'm married, then I'll stay single. So... That makes me sad. And this is happens on and this is and this is what so many of my critics and detractors don't realize. It's like, well, what are we telling men they're worth? This is why this high value man thing is is taking us such a virulent thing with so many men because the market, in this case, women have said, "What about a life? Somebody chronicle your life to build with legacy? Uh, you know, you don't get to travel to Paris, but Disneyland." I don't want Disneyland. And I'm like, well, what are we telling people? Based upon what I've lived in my life and seen, uh, I know plenty of women who have said, you know, they want to work and have their career. The reality has been they want the option to not have to. And then if they have their passion projects or they want to do something, they want to be, but they don't want, they don't want, um, that they're not bringing it in, that they lose the house, the car, the this, the that. And the thing is, if you're telling men that that's the outcome you want, um, you shouldn't have a demand or an expectation because what it appears to be from what the hundreds or thousands of conversations I had is that women want everything. And most people can't afford that. And that's what I want to get down to. It's like, well, ladies, if you want a man who can provide a luxury lifestyle, do you want everything else that comes along with that? you may not see them as much, especially if they're corporate. We're having these conversations, and here's the reality. The men who can provide the kind of lifestyle, uh, I would just say this. If 10% of men or less can provide that lifestyle, 50% or more, 50% or more of women want that lifestyle. The numbers don't match. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get the 10%, what are you willing to do? And that gets translated into settling. i am be honest, a lot of times... Men are hearing they have to settle. Cool. If you got all the things you wanted, what is he going to get? Me. And if we flip the script, there's no way in Hades you're going to tell me that this woman would think it would be she should settle for an average guy. Mm -hmm. She'd want someone on her level. So this is what men are saying. We men are saying if it's all right for women to want the best, then we should want what we're worth. And now that's where the war started. And I'm trying to tell people that you're not in this environment. It's, it's an elite top 10, top 20, top 15, top 
where are you really at and adjust yourself. And that's why the video went so viral. Her choice was, if I don't get this, I get nothing. That's why this has become such a contentious conversation because it's so extreme. And I think maybe this is where I, I don't find this conversation to be productive because I don't, I don't feel personally inspired by it. I don't feel like I've gained anything. When I was talking to you about the Facebook group, because the basis of a bond is proximity, similarity, and mm -hmm. attraction. So if you can offer proximity mm -hmm. and then you can put people who are similar together and then attraction is a thing that's kind of the variable, yeah. you're likely to get these matches. But if we're instead we're focused on who deserves what and who should be getting what and who's asking for what, and then we're using very binary terms like men and women, but mm -hmm. we're really talking about very different groups to your point. So I've, if I'm having a conversation about women, but to your, I'm talking about a very small minority of mm -hmm. women who are certain education level, and that's not who you're talking about. You're talking about an Oklahoma-based woman who wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Well, we're I, trying to I, pretend I, we're having the same dialogue, but we're, we're really not. And then in the result of that, we're pissing people off, but then nobody's actually feeling empowered to better themselves and find a connection. We're talking, what I'm talking about is hey, both groups. And that's why I said, where are the matchmakers and the people who are supposed to facilitate this? Because this Facebook group I started was just to see what would happen. Yes. And it proved it can happen. There was something that used to be back in the day called First Friday. Have you heard of that? First Friday? Yes, but I would like an explanation because I may not First have the right thing. Back, okay, so back in the late 90s, early 2000s, in any city in the United States, they had clubs, they had hip-hop clubs, jazz clubs, all this. You didn't, what, what are we going tonight? What's the hot spot? Everybody's trying to figure out where to go. And, you, and it's like a, a, a rolling of dice. They came up with a concept called First Friday. They said, the first Friday is every month we're going to we're gonna throw a party at the most happening place in L.A. or in Dallas. And there's going to be a jazz room, a hip-hop room, an R&B room. And what would happen is you only had to go out one time. And you had all these places. These places were happen doing 3,000, 5,000 people. So it's like people were getting, instead of going out every weekend and happy hour and drinking, they'd go out the first Friday and they were finding people because people were motivated to go get the outcome. We're incentive-based. So um, we can have the conversations, but we also need opportunities in person, mm -hmm. virtual, like the mix to happen because what you and I may do because we're content creators, minor social scientists, we, we're set up different than most people. They don't really want to have all these conversations. They just want to get to the, to the relationship. Um, so that's where we're at now, trying to take it into the real world. And the philosophy class is one of the most frustrating classes because the closer you get to the end of first year philosophy, the more questions you have. Then second year, then third year. By third philosophy class, you stop taking philosophy. Yes. You know why? Because it's all a question. That's the basis of it, right? I was say, a, yeah. But but you but you get comfort. It's like war games. The best way to win is not to play, to get down to tic-tac-toe. Uh, old school movie, look it up. Global thermonuclear war. You cannot go to war because everybody dies. So the computer learned the only way to win is not to play. And whatever we call it, I want you, you want me, let's make a deal. And then right off into the sunset or the hills or whatever we do. I'm serious. I, I'm so dead serious. We are not that complicated. We go together. We do. We yes. go together. And we want to be together. So I think this has been great, honestly. No, yeah. I had a phenomenal time. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that more than anything, I hope people affirm and champion the female orgasm. We touched upon it. We didn't go very deep into it. but Yeah, affirm and champion the female orgasm. Yes. Matt, that's a great place to end. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I hope that you 
enjoyed part two of the concept of a high value mat. Now that they talked about it, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time to be about it. Ladies, if you're a modern woman, traditional man, are out of your league. That's all I got to say. Your fellas stay strong and stay blessed. Y'all stay safe. Y'all be blessed. <laughs> but I'm at, but I'm at, but I'm at.